The views and opinions expressed on Lifeguards Off-Duty are those of its hosts and guests exclusively. They do not represent any entity, organization, or municipality. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Michael Katchmar. I'm Tyler. And I'm Sean. And this is Lifeguards Off-Duty with Dr. Michael Katchmar, the Jersey Shore number one lifeguard-themed video podcast. Watch us on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook Live. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever streaming service you prefer. If you would like to contact us, send an email to drkatchmar at icloud.com. Follow us on Instagram at lg.association. All right, let's get started. Let's start the show. Let's do it. Michael Katchmar, welcome to Lifeguards Off-Duty. Today's date is January the 25th, the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, we don't have Sean today. He's uh, studying uh, very hard. He's got finals or whatever he's doing. I know he's got a lot of classes, but we have uh, Tyler and Tyler's working the computer today. What's up, guys? And uh, we want to thank everyone uh, for tuning in. We're uh, just want to make an announcement. We are now on Rumble. So you guys could go to Rumble and watch us live and yeah, make somehow some we are somehow we already have four followers on that. Yeah, platform. we're Rumble's great uh, platform. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, you know the great Joe Rogan station uh, Spotify. We're on Apple uh, iPod or iCast. We're on also uh, Facebook. Where else? We Twitch and Twitter. Did I say that wrong? Apple. Uh, uh, it's, it's podcast. It's it's but it's. <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, I think you said Apple iCast, you know, podcast. <laughs> sorry, and uh, Twitch and Twitter, we're all over the place, you know, you know, so, uh, so yeah, follow our Instagram, right. uh, lg.association. Cash, you want to throw the email out there? Yeah, so the email for me, for us, is dr catchmar k a c h m a r at icloud.com iCloud.com. You want to go to there and send us an email if you want to come on the show, you want to talk to us, you want to communicate. So it's dr catchmar, K-A-C-H-M-A-R at iCloud.com. We got a web page, which we, we, we're going to have some product there soon, some nice t-shirts and stuff. And that's Jersey Shore Foot and Leg Center.com. And you can go there. And um, we have another show too. It's a uh, it's scrubbing up with Dr. Michael Catchmar. So I want to throw a plug in for that. That's a medical, uh, political medical show, and which is pretty hot right now. So you could watch us before we get thrown off, you know, and um, <laughs> before you get flagged, before we get flagged. No, we're, we're, we're trying to pretty good. So um, so anyway, today we want to uh, I have a topic that I want to talk about. And it's it's um, it's called um, I call it bad water, bad water. And I'm going to show you the whiteboard here. So I, I make this term bad water. A lot of people say, what do you mean by bad water? And, and that that kind of goes with the the idea of people ask me why do people why some days people drown in the water and some people sometimes the water they don't drown they could go and and, and frolic around and have no problems mm -hmm. because the water changes there's a there's a lot of different things that happen to the water that that change over time so we're going to try to explain today uh what bad water really means and how you could predict if somebody's going to get in trouble and possibly drown. I could do it to a high level of uh, certainty. Um, I guarantee you every captain, uh, supervisor, and probably a lot of uh, lifeguards who have, uh, you know, three years, four years experience will be able to do the same thing. Yeah. They'll, they'll be able to know and predict when are you going to have somebody who could potentially drown? It's not just a person, you know, 
but it's the environment. So let's talk about bad water. Bad water. Can I show and, you a and, video before we? Do yeah, that? sure. Yeah. What do you, what's the video so, of? What's the video uh, of? This is from Winter Storm Izzy about a week ago. Oh, is this the Jersey Coast? Yeah. Let's take look a look at, this at wave. it. Is that you? Yeah, is that is that Tyler? <laughs> Where? Where's is this Tyler? I wish that was me. Huh? But the, I mean, look at that wave. You don't see that. Where was Jersey. that at? What what this part was, in Jersey? Uh, this was like, I saw waves like this in Seaside. Yeah, a lot of times they're in Point Pleasant Inlet yeah. on the south side of the Ed Jetty there. You get some big, big waves. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely an example of... Uh, uh, that's double waters. head. Is that double head? Was that oh, double head? Oh, yeah, of course. Wow. That's just recently. That. that was last week, New Jersey. This was last week. Wow. Uh, you can see the water's cold. Look at it. See, the, see the, how you see the temperature? People say, oh, how do you know you look at water? How do you know what temperature is? That water there is cold. Yeah, you could tell it's got like a. a oh, look at a, look at look at how big that wave. That's is. double that's, head high. That's it looks like more than that. Yeah, I mean, you got to go by the back of the wave. There. You got to yeah, go to the back of the wave. There. Yeah, but, but that's scary. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice wave, and it's cold. That what, what do you think the water is? Probably like forty. Yeah, yeah, probably a little bit warmer. Yeah, you could tell by the color. Always could tell by the most of the time you could tell by the color in Jersey Coast. So like, what 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 is causing this type of surf with a storm out there like that? Well, it's the wind. It's the. I'll make a thing about bad waves because we're going to talk about waves. But here's the thing: to answer that question, what makes a wave, all right, is is three, basically three things. And I might be not 100, percent but but it's it's the wind. How how hard the wind blows. Okay. So you know, 10 miles an hour as is going to have one size wave as opposed to a hundred mile an hour wind. So the wind will help make a wave. The other thing is how long the wind blows for. So it's time. So how hard the wind blows, how hard it blows. Okay. So when you, you know, so, it, so it's, it's 10 knots, 20 knots at two hours, five hours, 10 hours. And then the third thing, which is very important is called the fetch. How long the wind blows and for how hard over how much area. And that gives you waves. wave periods, right? Yes, it that changes gives you the distance between waves. Yes, it, it changes up everything, right? The, so it, something really interesting that I saw, uh, there's this this YouTube show, it's called Weird Waves. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, and this dude, mm -hmm, uh, Dylan Dylan Graves, I think his name is, he travels the world and right, searches for, waves. for like the cool, but they're novelty waves. Right. Like the majority of the waves he's surfing are not in the ocean. He surfs this one uh, tidal wave in England. It's called the Sven Bourne, I think. Right. And it's, uh, uh, it's a river where the tide comes in once a day and you got to catch that wave and you can ride it for up to nine miles. Right, right, right. But if you miss that wave, yeah, you're done. But the, the point I wanted to bring up was he surfed in the Great Lakes one of these times. And because that distance for the wind to blow is so much smaller on the Great Lakes – you can get really big waves at really short periods. Right, right. So he was surfing like nine foot waves with like four or five second intervals. So he's ducking under a wave and just getting right, cracked right. immediately. So, so the answer, you know, when you're talking about when there's when there's a current against the wind. So where you get really big waves is in the Gulf Stream. So you know, you go, the Gulf Stream, right, is going from south to north. Uh -huh. This is off of Florida, off this uh, coast of the United States. So when you have a, a, a current, it could be flat ocean, right? But the water is moving in the northerly direction, maybe three knots, four knots. I don't know exactly the speed. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a wind coming from the northeast, the opposite way, blowing against the Gulf Stream, you will create huge or big waves. 
and they actually call them elephants. There's other places in the world where you get really the same scenario. I think it's off the uh, coast of of, uh, of Africa, mm-hmm. all right, um, in, in different places in the world where you get a current against the wind. Or the other place you get big waves is similar is when you got uh, tide going out in a river, like Barnegat Inlet, for example. When you have the current running out, right, it, and, and it hits the ocean, that's going to make waves. And you – you understand think, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. and I think so something that's lot. worth pointing out, and this is why the waves at uh, Nazare get so big, mm-hmm. is you need the depth in the water to support the size of the right. wave. And the other thing, yeah, and I don't know about that place, but there's places, and maybe Nazare, but there's other places where underground structures will also make a wave. So let's just say you have a big swell coming in. It's, uh-huh. it's 80 feet, 30 feet, whatever. And before it hits the, the beach, right, there's a... Uh, a, a lump, a, a mountain or a hill in the water, underneath mm-hmm. the water. When that wave hits that, that'll jack it up. So you could have actually waves crashing a mile out or half a mile out, then it subsides, subsides, and then you get another wave. And that's a good way when you're looking right. at the water to see where a sandbar might be. Right, right, uh, right. If, if right. you see a set rolling in, the wave jacks up, breaks, and then right, rebuilds right, right, and then right, hits right, right, the right. sandbar closer to shore. Yeah, there's a formula. I think that and again, I wasn't prepared to talk about waves today like this level, but I think it's 0.75%. The wave height can only be 0.75% of, the depth of, the, of water. the depth of the water. And that's why at Nazare, they get so big because the water in that, I, I guess it's a bay. Right, it's very deep and then all of a sudden goes super quick, right, deep. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so, but basically, so let's let's go back to the whiteboard. So we got, so, so bad water. The first thing is ocean waves. So ocean waves will dictate or is a risk or a hazard for bad water. Mm-hmm. The bigger the waves, the bigger the waves, the more energy and the more problems you're going to have, more difficulty, more chance of a drowning, more p- chance of people getting in, 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 uh, involved. Now, having said that, there's a, I'll go down, to right, go down to seven here with our board. There's a big difference between northeast swell and hurricane swell. And I'm going to make that point because in New Jersey certainly is. We'll have a northeast blow for two, three days. They call them nor'easters, northeasters, mm-hmm. nor'easters. And the wind will come out of northeast, blow up, and the waves will get pretty big locally. It'll be a, it's a local storm. Uh, maybe it's you know a couple hundred miles out, but it's, it's just local, maybe 100 miles out. And we go in that way water all the time. It's six to eight foot usually, maybe less, maybe five to eight, you know, in that, in that you know, frame. But it's super mild. inconsistent. Right. It's inconsistent. It's choppy. It's, it's a lot coming in. We go swimming that all the time. We go out yeah. and, and, and they could, they, you know, those waves are kind of mushy. That's different than a hurricane surf. So a hurricane surf is usually, I mean, it's, the hurricanes a lot of times is way out, mm-hmm. you know, it could be thousand miles away, but you get the swells come in and those waves have a, sh- a, a large amount of energy and they're big fat waves. You could have a two foot hurricane swell with tons of energy and knocks the shit out of you. And everybody who's listening, who's got as a seasoned lifeguard will know you go through a three foot hurricane uh, swell. And when it breaks on your back, it takes your fins right off. Heavy. It's heavy, heavy. Right. So, so when I know, so I look at when I'm looking about what I'm trying to predict bad water and we're trying to predict having your assets ready to go for that day and, and what kind of day you're going to have. You got big swells, you're going to have big, you know, more problems. And there's a lot that goes into understanding how all of these factors are going to affect your specific beach. Right, right, Because in Seaside Heights, 
uh, a west wind or a southeast wind is different. It's a lot it's a, different right. than it would be in Sandy right, Hook. Right, right, right. So, so, right. But, but let's just get the general t t uh, thing here, and then people could adjust this to their to their uh, specific place. But yeah, so, I, th I think the point I'm making is like where where you're lifeguarding, you need to take no, all of this right, into account. Right, exactly. So the other thing is temperature to water. You say, well, how does that make it dangerous? Well, we, unfortunately, in New Jersey where we live, we have we open up the beach in May. May and June and even into July, our water could be in the high 50s, low 60s. And if anybody's ever gone in water at 57 degrees, that's cold. And you start to get into hypothermia. And hypothermia, you start to get confused. You get uh, muscle fatigue and you start, you could go down, you know, real quick. So when we see a very, very, when we have a cold day, we, that there's more chance of people drowning. They don't have a lot of reserve. They go out there. A lot of times, um, uh, they, they, they go quick. They go quick because they lose, they get hypothermia, they get confused, their muscle cramps, and they just go under. Also, when you go into cold water, what do I always tell you? What happens when you dive into cold water, go right into cold water? What's the, what does it do to your heart? Do you know? No. What cold water does is it, is it slows down your heart rate. It doesn't increase it. It slows it down. In the hospital with patients, we'll throw, somebody's got a racing heart, you could put cold water in their face. A lot of times it reduces the heart rate, believe it or not. It increase, it's funny, it, your heart rate goes down, your breathing gets more. So people dive into the water, right? Their heart rate slows down, believe it or not. And then they start breathing heavily. And if they suck in a little bit water, they choke on it, they gag on it. They might go into a, what's called a, uh, um, you know, their uh, cord closes up. Uh, laryngospasm, and, and that's it. They're done. So what exactly is your body trying to do when it slows your heart rate? Well, it's just a cold. It's trying, uh, it, that's a whole physio. I could go on for hours with that, but just, just for say it does it. That's a, that's a response to cold water or cold. It's, uh, it's trying to corral heat. It's, you know, you don't want to pump as much blood. It's a whole it's thing. trying to keep your core warm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, getting back. So, so these are bad water, how we predict. So you got ocean waves, you got temperature to water. The other thing I is, I was wondering what that word was. Oh, uh, a temperature. Yeah, <laughs> it looks my like writing. Sem. Yeah. So the other thing, the other thing is, is the tides. Yeah. These are so important to know the tides. You like my, you know, your spell tees it, right? are very. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know my tees are. Probably. So tides. You have high tide and low tide, right? Uh huh. So when is the worst time? Is it low or high? It's in between. No, no, right? no. Nah, well, in between when they're changing well that's that's that would be from so listen generally speaking low tide is the worst so if you look at it it's going from but not always but generally speaking these are all generalities an hour before dead low and an hour after dead low for people who are on, on our podcast and don't understand this in new jersey we have a tidal change every six hours so at say at one o'clock You'll have dead high. The high, the water will be as high as it's going to get. We have a six, seven foot tidal change in New Jersey, about six foot. So that's one o'clock. If you come back at six, seven o'clock, the water could be down seven, six, seven foot. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's dead low. That's what we're talking about. So when an hour before dead low and an hour after dead low, the water is running. Your rip tides are the worst. Okay. They're the worst. Now, that's a generality. That's the, and, and but if you look over here, down over here on the bottom. But I put big ocean. When when you have really big ocean, big big surf, you know, uh, five, six, seven foot. Uh, it, high tide could be just as bad as low tide with the runs cooking. 
So it changes. So it's not an absolute, but 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 with the big ocean at low tide, that makes the sandbar that much more dangerous. Right. So what happens is right, but when low tide happens, mm -hmm. the sandbars basically rise up, and the the holes, which we can't demonstrate here, which is uh, is going well, to run harder. The water will run harder through a rip current. See if you can pull up a rip current. Now, why? Now, I, and I'm it's I'm, a, I'm asking you this for the sake of our listeners. Why? Right. At low tide, is that causing the rips to run faster? Because you're putting what happens is the bars are rising. Really, what the water is is, is not the bars; it's relative. The the water is going down, so the water has no place to escape. The waves are coming in. The water is coming in. You have these sandbars, which are kind of like islands, right? And between the sandbars, you have a a, a rip current. You have a, a a hole, and it goes from the ocean out from the from the beach to the ocean, right? So what happens is as the water goes uh, lower, it, the waves come over and it can't, it's trapped. It can't, it goes left to right. can't go over the bar. Where does it corral into? That rip current, that, that hole that's going east to west or really yeah, west to east and it sucks you out. It goes out. So, so the water comes over the, over the bars, comes in, goes left to right and then goes out. So to put that in simpler terms, um, what you're saying is at high tide, when the water comes over the sandbar, that space is still kind of available for the water to, to go right back, back out. out. Right. So you can the the, right. the sandbar is still right. available right. to right. help right. the water right. get out. But at low tide, when you have maybe uh, what a foot of water at most on the sandbar, sometimes yeah, yeah, then right. it all right. kind of right. has to go right. to that gully right. to shoot back out. Right. Now, I'll complicate the matters. If you have a strong wind, either north or south, so in other words, blowing right or blowing left, it could actually send the water instead of going out and the rip currents blowing, you know, going real bad, people will just drift south or north and then mm -hmm. the runs kick, stop working. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit complicated, but, but, but uh, that's why I want to talk once, about wind. Once you, wind, once you start baking the wind direction into everything, it, it changes, it changes stuff so quickly. Right. But before we move on to yeah, that, yeah, I want to yeah. show this, this great picture we found. Um, this is, this is a classic, perfect example of a, oh yeah, there's your, there's your at low tide, right? So people can see that right now. Yeah. We're so can you, this. can you uh, make that bigger? That one thing? No. Okay. Uh, I wish I could. Okay. So there's the sandbars, the water's coming over and look at it running out there. That's a great picture. People on our podcast should really look at this. And now this is, this it's, is a good amazing. example. This is a good example as well of what I said before, where you can have an example where a wave will build and then break. And then as it moves over the sandbar, the water gets deeper again. It'll build again and then break again on the shoreline. Wait, is that you in a lounge chair there with your girlfriend sitting on the beach there over there? That, I, can't, I can't see that. <laughs> a, again. No, we haven't been on a tropical <laughs> vacation yet. This might be, this could be Island Beach though. Uh, this is a great picture. I think people should go to this and just explain. This is a great, uh, a yeah. great picture. What, what, here, what, here's, here's a more of like a, a chart of what right, a rip current yeah, This go. is more like what you'll see on a ramp walking up to a beach. Right, right, right. That's it. Yeah, that's really good. So, so, so now let's, let's cook in, let's, let's continue on. Let's go and talk about the wind direction. So, whoa, what does that have to do with it? Now, remember, I, when we come in in the morning, we've looked at our charts, we, you know, the weather, you know, we predicted all of this. We look at our t time charts, uh, t tidal charts, the wind, the, the weather prediction, the ocean, you know, all of this. And we do this quickly every day and we make an assumption or not assumption. We make a decision of what risk. And then we'll talk about the flags and everything. But first thing I do every day is I look at my partner and I say, what time is the tides? That's right. Because that that di 
dictates because you don't know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm testing them. <laughs> You're testing. Uh, you know, that dictates where do I put my stand? That dictates what right. do I expect at what time of day? That's right. That's another whole thing. I didn't talk about stands, but so let's talk about the wind direction now. So the wind direction. Now this is, again, depends on where you live, what beach you're at. In New Jersey, in Seaside Heights, where we work, Seaside Heights Beach Patrol, uh, our worst wind is a northeast, and especially a light northeast, which I means- think, I think we just, before you move on, uh, sorry, just we you, should describe real quick uh, for people that might not know, all, our island, our barrier island, our beach faces directly east pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So so a wind, when we describe a wind, it's it we describe it when we say northeast, that means where the wind is coming from. So a northeast wind is coming from the northeast, and where's it going? It's going southwest. Okay. So we don't say southwest. South which when you describe a wind, it's the direction it's coming from. So uh, are we still you, you put no, us I'm in not, a small box? Okay. I'm not sharing right okay. now. Okay. So so the wind, let's talk so the wind direction in seaside heights. The northeast, a light northeast, will make the ocean, the currents run harder. And you might you might say why? Well, to, it, there's a, there's different currents. We have currents also, and it's almost a situation where you got tied against the uh, the ocean. It's interesting. If somebody drowns up in north from us, it's sad, but their body will float down. I've seen that many times. But during the day, we get a current going from south to to north, especially because at the end of the day, we start getting a northeast blow mm -hmm. and the water starts to move. So a lot of times the northeast will make the runs cook harder and make the waves uh, uh, stand up a little bit. So the wind direction is very important. A west wind, for instance, coming from the west, going out, right, going out, will blow people out. It'll make the runs cook a little bit more, uh, but it's it's not as bad. A, north, but, well, a northwest, same thing. You'll get currents. You'll get anything north west south let me just make a point dead south dead south which causes the beach to get very hot if you see the forecast for dead south in new jersey don't go to the beach it's yeah. it's mug hot as all hell there's flies you know even a west wind but you'll get that with a west wind too. right well, yeah but the in the southeast also if it's strong enough kicks down the runs so yeah. what are we going to say uh another thing to because you said the south the the west wind will pump the rip currents a little bit a little bit but also at low tide it's going to help that water over the bar as well push it out right yeah. it can you'll, you'll you'll yeah so and everything we're saying here you got to take it with, with you know this is these are generalities it's mm -hmm. not written in stone but this is what you should be thinking about all of these things when you set up and make decisions on what flag you want to have what assets you want to have and what to, what you're going to experience because you know you could sit low a little bit and relax until an hour before low tide and an hour after high tide. How many times have we seen it? It'll, it'll go, it'll go, the day's going long, we got control, and all of a sudden, bang, everything you starts. You get hit. You yep. get hit. Rescues, people going in trouble, and it's, it's in the hour before you know, low tide. And I tell everybody, listen, we got another hour of this, maybe two. Yeah. Sometimes it goes longer, sometimes it goes shorter, but, and then it quiet, then it's done. It's like nothing ever happened. It, it, and, it, and then you say, well, what, what changed? You know, from a, a lay person laying on the beach, it's like, well, the water looks the same to me. Yeah. Well, it, the tide changed. The wind could have stayed the same. The ocean could have stayed the same. Only thing that changed was the uh, the the tide. Yeah, that tide is, you know, tides just, are very just important. Just low enough to where that water starts pouring into the hole. It's like porridge. It's just too not too hot, <laughs> not too cold, just right. So wind direction is really important, guys. 
Now, the time of the day, okay? You say, well, how does that, what a difference does it make? Well, if, if low tide, I'm telling you, is dangerous. If low tide is like nine in the morning, and then, you know, you got to you see, the and then when's the next low tide? Not until 12 hours later, because, you know, nine, mm -hmm. six hours is high. Then you got another. So you might luck out. But if low tide, you're sitting there and we're having a briefing and I, and I say, listen, low tide is at three o'clock in the afternoon. You better three, be ready. Three o'clock in the afternoon in our beach is packed. It's prime time. You know, between people one. People are starting to drink. One, between one and three. Yeah, we start getting the people who are, had the cocktails. But mm -hmm. You know, one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock. And if you have bad water, then the beaches have the maximum amount of people. It's the hottest people going to go in the water. Yep. People have been drinking if, if they do drink. So the time of the day, uh, if I have everything the same, the wind, the currents, you know, the waves, but it's high tide, low tides in the morning, low tides, you know, way at night. I'm, I'm, I'm not as worried. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more relaxed and, uh, you know, I'm saying, okay, we're probably not going to have, you know, that, that bad of a day. So, so again, just, you know, to, to recap here, what's the worst time an hour before an hour after. Okay. Uh, a uh, low tide, low tide. Uh, now what out of those two, what's the worst? Uh, so an hour before an hour after, I think an hour after. Cause you're, you're tight and a little more water coming in. Yep. Right. Right. The water's coming in. And I've seen that. I, that mm -hmm. Now, this is my 30, 40 years of experience. I've seen this. So I, I know that's to be the fact. But again, this is more stuff for lifeguards and, and people who are going to make the decisions on this. Yeah, we're getting a little technical, technical right? for, I don't, for I don't the want, uh, average right, right. listener. But. Right. So anyway, but that's the end of that. So I wanted to make a different, you know, just to go over that. You guys could go and look at this later on. You, my board is, my writing is not the greatest. But I think the stuff we have here is really, really important. Um uh, anything, any, before we go on to the next time, anything there you want to comment on? Cause you know, throw, I just, yeah, I just think that, um, like what, well, oh, a lot, a lot of this stuff ahead, is, is stuff that comes with years and years of sitting there and looking at the ocean and thinking about it. So if you are thinking of becoming a lifeguard or you are a younger lifeguard, uh, you know, these are the things that you need to always take into consideration every single day when you set your stand up. Right. So, um, so let me ask you this. Um, uh, cause let's just play like, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're, the, you're, the, you're the student and I'm the teacher. So let's talk about now what all of this, Matt, how are we going to, you know, I gave you the risks, uh, to, uh, to the hazards. So we, we, you know, we want to minimize the mishap and, and then of course the consequence. So we don't want to have a mishap, which is, a, you know, somebody getting in trouble. So what would you do to minimize that? So what are the things you're going to do if, if I say, do you want to hit me with a scenario? Well, let's just, yeah, I'm going to hit you with a scenario. So okay. let's just say that, um, uh, low tide is going to be at three o'clock. Okay. Okay. How is that? How are you going to set your stand up? We open up at nine o'clock. Where are you going to put your stand? Cause we have the ability to put our stands. So, so low tide so is dead low in the afternoon. Tide, so right. if we're opening, I, well, I'm putting my stand on the water line. Right. Like right. I, where want, the wash. I want the wave. Waves going under my stand for the first like hour of my day. Right, right, right. Uh, I might Why is that? Why is that? What's going to because happen? as the tide goes out, I want to be as as close to the waterline as possible for three o'clock right, when we have right, low tide. Right. Um, I might even continue moving my stand. Right. Forward Maybe because uh, by the end of the day, by the time it would be to move it back, we'd just be racking the stand and dragging it back up the beach anyway. Right. So there's not. I'm never going to need to continue moving, but that's semantics right there right well um, as a as a as a supervisor i'll I, you know sometimes what we'll do is we'll say listen you know let's put the stands here 
And then if it's really a full moon, that's another thing we didn't talk about. But when there's a full moon, you get a higher, a higher high and a lower low. Mm-hmm because of a full moon. That's another a- aspect because the moon control, you asked me what controls tides and that's moon, but we will move the stands during the day. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. It's be what, lazy. And here's the thing. Let me, again, being, being, you know, what's the, what, why you have to move a stand? What's the point of it? You're going to run that close. You're that more closer. What, what moving a stand, what is, it accomplished two things in my opinion, but what are those two things that it accomplishes? Well, if you I move think, the stand, if you move the stand forward, I think the less you need to rely, like the binoculars are an amazing tool, but the less you need to rely right. on them, the better you can see better, um, closer. Yeah. And it just, it just makes it easier to get off the stand and have those conversations with people. I'm, I'm a big advocate of I, one of the first things I always tell a rookie or even a two or three year when I sit with them is like you want to use your whistle as little as possible. You want to get off the stand and talk to these swimmers as often as possible to like build kind of a respect with them where, the, where they don't think you're just up there bossing them around. Right now. So to continue answering your question before t- uh, low tides at three o'clock at, at one, one I'm either getting off my stand or I'm having my partner get off the stand and walking the waterline and talking to people yeah, and letting them know, Hey, in about an hour, hour and a half, this is going to become a lot more dangerous. Here are the spots I want you to swim. We're going to keep everybody right on the sandbar. And I just, I need you to be aware. If I start blowing my whistle, I need you to turn. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's preventative. And that's a big thing. Talking about, so my perspective is moving to stand. You could, you could see the people closer. Uh, it makes a big difference. Try it. It's amazing. If you sit back on a stand, you put that thing up there near the water. It's, it's just, it changes. It's like night and day. The other thing is you have less uh, you don't have to run as much. Mm-hmm. There's less chance of somebody in front of your stand. The other point you make, Tyler, which is really, really good, and I, I really appreciate it, is the um, talking to people. Because what that does a couple things. A lot of people don't realize there's people on the water who can't see. They wear their glasses. They take them off. They can't see you. They can't hear. They have poor hearing. You know, mm-hmm. and and you go and they could be intoxicated or impaired or autistic or, you know, a million things. You go down, you say, hi, good morning or good afternoon, sir or ma'am. I'm, I'm a lifeguard here. I was just wondering, you know, and if they look at you and, and, you, and you, you know, you're like, whoa, you know, uh, you could make a decision there. You know, if they if they're intoxicated or if they don't understand, we have people who don't speak English. So we have a, 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 a barrier. We have to try to you know speak to them and talk to them and try to make them understand. I think that's a great, great thing that you're talking about. That saves so much problems going down and talking to people. And well, no, here's yeah. the thing, because I, I think it's a great idea. I've been there. Right. Uh, where I'm on my stand on, you know, what we call in Seaside Heights and end, end stand, which is by the pier and we don't allow people to swim in front of the pier and there's, we put the red flags up and uh, I'm blowing my whistle. I'm telling them to get out and, and people ignore me. And it took me a very long time. I'd say three, maybe even four summers to really understand like, well, these, these people, they just don't understand the ocean the way we do. They're not seeing it the way we do. They're they're They have a different understanding of the job we're doing and the role that they play in it. Because whether we like to admit it or not, or whether a beach patient wants to admit it or not, it's, it is a collaborative effort to keep everyone safe. Yeah. So when you go down there and you show them the respect that they deserve as people who are paying customers that are here to have a good day with their family and you level with them and say, I'm not being a dick here. This is just what I need for, from you. So everybody stays safe. That makes them 
threefold more likely to listen to what you have to say and take you seriously because people don't like being bossed around. No, Nobody no. likes being bossed no, around. No, but the other thing you have to realize too, and especially the young lifeguards, is there's a lot of people on the beach who have no idea of the of the ocean, the danger of the ocean. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the wind. They don't they they to them it's just like a pool. Yeah. They don't have any idea of 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 the significance of of how a bad ocean is. To them they it looks one day looks like the other. So you have to go and take that in consideration. And, also, I'm sorry. And to just expand on that, them not having an idea, they a lot of times don't even know when they're in, in trouble no. when it's happening. They no. they they could no. they could be no. flapping around in a rip current and next thing you know, they're 50 yards out, they turn yeah. around, they start panicking because yeah. they yeah. don't even know what's happening. Right. And and to make that illustration, last this summer we had a lady and we were the three of us on a stand, we're all watching, and it, she came off the sandbar, got into one of those holes that we showed. And she's going out. She's going out. I'm watching her go out. She, she doesn't realize she's moving because she has no perspective. And we're blowing a whistle. And I sent one of the lifeguards down. She got all, uh, you know, angsty with us saying that the, uh, the only reason we, you know, got, got her is because we couldn't swim, which is disingenuous. I could, you know, I told I, her, uh, I said to her, I said, I could tell you one thing. I could swim better than you. <laughs> but she didn't realize. And we, you know, we, we, we just said, thank you, ma'am. You know, have a nice day. But um, they don't even realize. But, but getting back to the thing, though. Just as a, as a as a point, educational point, because this is an educational day. You need to understand you these people. Like I see the young kids, they think these people could just run down the beach. There's people who cannot walk the whole beach; they'll be out of breath. Mm -hmm. There's people who a small wave will knock them down and break their arm. We've seen, you know, we get people morbidly obese people. They go near the war's edge and they fall down. They can't get up. And um, you know, and you we, know what? That's, be, that's part of our job. Oh, like, we go go we down are, right, we, right, right. Right. Should absolutely be going down there and helping someone right. like that. And these are all these uh, call them nuances of the job that at, at the face you might not see. You might just see the lifeguard with the white nose and, and the tan. Yeah, they don't hanging know. out. They but there is a lot yeah. that goes into running a harmonious beach. Yeah. So let me let me go one other thing. And it's a oh. job that needs to be restarted every single day. You have to build these relationships with your swimmers almost oh, yeah, every single yeah. day. Yeah. Get the big thing. I agree. We we've been doing this a policy. Our, you know, in our in our town, our lifeguarding. You know, we've been going get off the stand and talk to people. Yeah. We've been doing that for 30, 40 years. Uh, and it's good too because they they go, hey, uh, by the way, you know, where 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 can I get some good food? And, you know, we, 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 we'd say, Hey, go up to the boardwalk. You know, this place is good. That place the one, you know, they got a lot of general information, you know, they wouldn't even ask you, you know, what, you uh, know, you know what I love, and, uh, and a lot of beaches do this, the blackboard on the back of the stand. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, that yeah, that is, yeah, I've yeah. always had this, yeah. uh, this idea for every day when I, when I would get to the beach, I'll hold up a microphone and like introduce myself to my car. <laughs> I'm going to be, yeah, uh, yeah. my name's Tyler and I'm going to yeah, be your yeah. lifeguard today, but I would oh, love God. to have a blackboard on the back of my stand, yeah. you know, right. Here's the tides. I'm Tyler. Yeah. My partner's name is yeah. uh, Joe Schmuck. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's my uh, food recommendation right, right, for the right. day. I mean, just fun what, stuff what, like that. You want your beach to be fun for yeah, people. Yeah. You know? one, one thing that we do on our beach, which is really, I think, pretty neat, is we, um, you know, we have our loudspeaker system. So when there's big ocean or there's high wind, you know, because uh, uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll announce it over the loudspeaker. And you know, talking about high wind too. You know, you got to worry about umbrellas being blown down. Yeah. So another, see, well, we I could spend hours. Earlier episode, the right. lady that got the umbrella about right, that right, far right, through her right. Achilles. So, so if we know it's going to be a windy day, they're calling for gusts. You know, say uh, prediction of gust. You know, 20, 30 knots, and it's going to be a hot day. That's usually a, a, a south wind. Mm -hmm. We're going to know that we're probably going to have to pull the umbrellas down. We'll start early in the day. Please make your umbrellas. You know, they're well anchored. Uh, and then there's a certain wind. Everybody has a different tolerance. 
but we'll actually, uh, and every beach will close, put down the, you know, knock down the umbrellas, uh, make them go down if it becomes dangerous because they take off and blow and, and they could hit somebody. So those, those things also, you know, when you look at the weather, you know, and this, again, this is all trying to predict what's bad water, but also a bad day. You know, if it's really super, super hot, you got to worry about heat exhaustion. You know, we could go on and on and on, mm -hmm. but, but so let me, let me, so once we decide, let's just keep on our topic. Once we decide or we ascertain, you know, we, we all have our meeting in the morning and we know it's going to be a bad water. We're going to have bad water. Dr. Katchmar's bad water. That's, that's the key, bad water. What, what, what do we do now? We move our stands, we prepare, we might have fins, you know, we, we make sure our rope boxes are good. We have the vehicles, we make sure we have enough client, you know, enough uh, assets. Uh, you spend your morning training in it. Right. That's a, that's a huge you, one. You get out there and know you, what to expect. If right. You have to right. Go out. But then the, the next thing is, which, which is, you know, USLA have flags is, you know, this, so we, and I just want people to understand the flag system because right now, um, a lot of people don't, can you pull up just USLA? USLA guy uh, yeah. Just uh, real quick. We should mention this. Uh, John Moore. Yes. Uh, when when do we have February eighth? So he's gonna uh, John Moore. He's a lawyer. He works with the USLA, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is gonna be coming on the show and really uh, doing a deep dive onto some of this stuff with us. So right. Well, the big thing is that there's there's things coming down the pike. While you're, you're going to pull up the USLA uh, vehicle safety, you know, driving a vehicle on a beach, uh, clearing the beach, which is a whole other uh, entity, and uh, clearing the beach uh, for whatever reason, lightning, you know, coming or and then also. The third thing is boat safety. We do use boats, and I want to. We're going to talk about that in a minute about boats. But when we decide we're going to have bad water or not, we have a flag system. And a lot mm -hmm. of beaches use the flag system, and this flag system, people could go on to usla.org. I think it's usla.org. usla.org. You want to look up beach warning flags, right? So there's a whole set of flags. I mean, there's for sharks, for jellyfish. You know, you could go on and on, but basically. Uh, there's, there's, there's green, yellow, and red. Green, yellow, and red are the most common and double red double are the red. most commonly right. used, uh, especially around here. Right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to share this. Yeah. Share that right is, now. This is pretty. And put pretty our, put stuff. us, yeah, share that and put us in a, in a small box. So, so USLA has these flags. So when you go on the beach, people, you're going to say, well, Dr. Catchmore, I'm mean, my Catchmore, you know, I, uh, I can't remember all this stuff. You know, how do I know if it's safe for me and my children and my wife and my kids and my grandma? Well, it, number one is go talk to a lifeguard. But number, but the other thing is look at the flags. The flags are up there for a reason. Yes. Okay. So, you know, you could, and for me, and I'm not going to go into what the flags mean. I'll just give you a general concept, but you could go to usla.org. Okay. Yeah, they have this, they have this great overview. overview of you know the purpose of all them uh then we have the definition so we have all these but yellow red this would be double red double red is close to the public completely right uh, so no, but red I, I don't see that many green flags no really. no but let's let, let's well you know but let's just go with this though let's not i don't want to delve into but basically green is the most uh uh mild or minimal dangerous uh yellow is is more uh, uh, danger and, and, and bad water. And then red is, is, you know, really bad. And then double red is forget about it. you. Can't here, let me, in. let me read right from the website here. 
go uh, go with the yellow and the red. I think yellow, that's yeah. The yellow and the red is really the key. Yellow's medium hazard. Are you sharing this right now? Yes. Where's our little box? You don't have us in the box. Anymore? We're in the box. We're okay. Good. good. Okay. Don't good. Worry so, about okay. It. so I just wanted to know. I don't see how. Yeah. Good. So good. So yellow. Yellow is, is medium hazard. Moderate surf and or currents are present. Weak swimmers are discouraged from entering the water. Okay. For others, enhanced care and caution should be exercised. Red flag. High hazard. Rough conditions such as strong surf and or currents are present. All swimmers are discouraged from entering the water. Those entering the water should take great care. And the double red, like we said earlier, is water is closed to public use. And then you get into the, the weird flags that mean other things that don't necessarily have to do with uh, the danger that the water itself is yeah. presenting you like yeah. purple yeah. for example means yeah. that there's some kind of marine right bio situation going maybe the stingrays jellyfish pests right. stuff like right. that right 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 um and then they just you know go yeah. from so there. so now you know a lot of some beaches in different areas where there's no lifeguards they'll still put up flags i know that i've read that so always look for the flags also you know what's really good on your phones now there's tons of apps like you go my yeah. weather. I have the weather on my phone and they'll tell me, they'll give me alert. High, high, um, uh, hazard, drowning hazard. Well, what, uh, uh, uh well, they, you have, they all have it now. You have Surfline, you have all those types of apps. What is it that, uh, uh, Tim Harmon and his guys are using? I think that what they're using there is also, uh, uh, uh has a, a yeah. an arm for the public to, yeah. Do well, I can say right now the weather channel, just the weatherchannel.org. Or .gov, yeah, weather.gov. Type in tides for wherever right, you're But you could go on to the Google. National Weather Services, weather.gov. Mm -hmm. And you, you you look at the app and you go down into uh, where, you're, where you live, wherever it is, New Jersey, New York, you know, I mean, it could be Texas, whatever. And then it will, it'll, it'll say whether or not, and you can look at hazardous ocean. It'll, it'll say rip currents, what the yeah. level is. I think on the radio here during the summer, they pump it out. They'll still, they'll be announcement. There's plenty of places to find out if it's dangerous, but I, I, you could find out ahead of time. You could call, and I'm not encouraging everybody to call the beach patrols because sometimes you can't get there. But if you want to know ahead of time, if it's going to be a dangerous ocean, you know, you could, you could look at the weather forecast. They'll usually say three, four days ahead of time. There's going to be a big ocean. If there's a hurricane off of the coast of New Jersey or, or even you're going to know South, about it, you're, you're, you're going to have rough surf, right? Uh, so, but, so the flag also, system is important. That's my point. Uh, like you said earlier, the best thing you can do when you get to the beach is go talk to your lifeguard and ask them any questions that you have. Like it's it's my yes. job to answer your questions. Yes. So you don't have to feel like you're bothering the lifeguard. No. Um, from our perspective, if uh, a, a beach patron walks up to us and asks us questions about the surf, hey, is it safe? Uh, hey, just so you know, I... Uh, you know, I, oh, I, I just had ACL surgery or, oh, um, you know, I had a, my husband had a stroke a year ago that, that all that stuff allows us to do our job better. Any question right. you might have, please right. ask us. Right. We get, we're yeah, used yeah. to stupid questions. Yeah. If, if you want to ask me if we there's get it any all. sharks in the water today, come ask me if there's, I'll tell right, you, right, yes, right, there's right, sharks right. in the water today. They live yeah. there. This summer I had a lady come up to me. I don't know what her deal was, but she goes, uh, uh, can you tell me the difference between, I think she was pulling my leg. She goes, can you tell me the difference between a male and female jellyfish? I don't know. She, <laughs> she's hitting on me. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, she's probably like, you know, 75 years old. <laughs> so what, what's, we, the, what's the dumbest question you've ever been asked on the beach? Uh, well, I, I, you know, I, I almost, 
uh, don't even want to say because you know I don't want to get. But I, I remember like we'll have they'll be uh, out eight miles out. We have tankers, you know, uh-huh. tanker ships, you know, cargo ships. And I'll have people ask me, you know, is that a whale out there? <laughs> or, or, uh, <laughs> I've had that. Someone asked it, me once, is, is that London? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you'll get, um, I'm trying to think, you know, a lot of people, it'll, it'll be like the worst ocean. I mean, we just made a rescue, pulled people out, and a guy will come up to me and go, uh, what's the problem? I'm like, what do you mean? What's the problem? I said, it's, open your eyes. It's, bro. it's like, it's a dangerous ocean. Yeah. Oh, I really, you know, the best, I, I like it because we, this is what we do. And I love this. We put flags out on uh, when it's really bad ocean. We'll put flags on the beach, red flags. It's got, they're big. They're about six feet by four feet on big poles. And it says no swimming. No swimming. Then it's also got a person who's swimming with a circle around him and a big line. Through yeah, like a, like a caution and, sign. And, and uh, they'll be about 20 yards apart. Maybe, yeah, maybe even maybe 15 yards. So That's so, how I like to space them out. About. Right, right, right. And I'll go down and there'll be people swimming in that area. And I call them out and I'll go, hey, what, what are you doing? I, I said, don't you see the signs and uh, the flags? And they're like, Oh no, I've never seen them. I'm like, they're like right at the water's edge. Or they'll tell me, well, I thought you could swim in between the flags. I mean, we have like 15 flags lined up, 20 yards, 15 yards apart. And the people think that they that the pole, which is probably about three inches, two inches, yeah. they just can't swim right in front of that. <laughs> and that, so, well, and that's that's a, another perfect example of like the that's the 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 patience that we have to like do the job. You with. have to be patient, right? And, people and, don't understand. Be, exactly, because right. Uh, a situation like that, right? Because, but that that happens every single day as people swimming in that area because they they don't even know to look for those flags. No, you know, no. So if we you, like I cannot sit here and judge you or blame you for not even knowing that those flags are a thing right, that right. exists. Well, and and it just comes down to the fact, and this is why I used to get frustrated because I wasn't realizing that. Um, I, I'm an I'm an expert in something that people know nothing about. Right. That's like and I'm Einstein. expecting them to come to like a baseline that just isn't right, achievable right, right, right. for most that, people. That, that's like somebody, you know, it's like Einstein E equals MC squared. And you know, you don't get it. And he starts yelling at you, you dummy, you don't know what you know. Like, yeah, I mean <laughs> exactly. But but you have to if you're gonna be a lifeguard, uh, especially this day and age, because you know, we're more it's more touchy feely, there's more people get upset. You have to you cannot take it personally, you have to also uh, how can I say this? You, you, you know, you're going to get, you, 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 you have, you should have to, what you do is you need to, um, deescalate the situation. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you make a good point though. I think there's a lot of ways to deal with it, but we deal with it with discussion mm-hmm. and we, we try to bring things down. We have a whole protocol, you know, we have officers and, and, we, and you know, and, and most people you could bring down and, and they get upset because they don't understand. Once they understand they're pretty cool. And about there, it. and there is a way to be respectful, but, uh, as firm as you need to be right. at the same time. I, I had, a, we had, a, there was a bunch of people swimming on the, on an uh, area that they don't supposed to swim. So I went down there and I grabbed, you know, not grabbed, but I pulled, told them to come out and I spoke to them. It was, a, and they had a whole group. There was about 15, 20 people, young kids, I think. And I spoke to the one kid and then he got all fired up. Like, yeah, I know. And he told, and I only tell, only talked to him. He went and told the whole crowd and I had no problems anymore. Mm. They were, they all understood. So, you know, they're, they're, use your mind, your head, your idea, but you got to understand, know ahead of time that people are in trouble. I'll make one other point about lifeguarding because we're a little bit technical today. 
what I start doing is I, when I know it's coming up to the witching hour, what I mean by that is say dead, dead low is three o'clock and it's a big ocean. And I know we're starting You can see the run starting to kick. People are starting to get pulled out. I start going down. I start telling the lifeguards, let's start pulling the people out who are weak, you know, the elderly, let's get them out. Let's get the young kids. Let's get them out. Let's move them out of water. Let's talk to the family. Say, listen, it's getting bad. Uh, because I can't save a thousand people. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, you know, we may have a thousand people, 2000, 3000 people in the water and we have 20 lifeguards, you know? Um, so what we'll start doing is, is weaning down the, the, the people who we feel are, are, are most, uh, in, in risk of and, uh, drowning. And it's not easy. because you know, when they ask you, you have to have the strength to be honest with them. Yeah. And not yeah. feel bad. Like, cause no. there's ways to say you don't belong here without being like, you're too fat to swim there No, you because can't that's rude that. no, and right, nobody right. wants to hear that. Yeah. But if, if you can go off to, and, and no matter what, if you tell someone that you don't think they're strong enough swimmer to be somewhere, yeah. they're going to be offended. But that's, that you could say it as simply as that. Like, listen, uh, we have some rough water moving in within the next hour. I, I've been observing you for yeah. a little while and I just, I don't, see that you're a strong enough swimmer so i just need to move you over here i need you to stay ankle deep whatever you need them to do yeah it's your job yeah, to get yeah, them yeah, to do yeah, that yeah, right to get them to be on board with what you want right. them to right. do. That's, that's your job and that and that's a that's a good that's a good point uh you need to start weaning it down because you don't want to be overwhelmed where no. a lot of beach patrols and i've seen over time i mean i've looked at some tragedies that happened they they got overwhelmed they didn't uh, uh predict or modify uh, as time went on, titrate the, the people in the water. Sometimes you can't, sometimes, you know, sometimes the ocean just blows up on you really quick. Um, the other thing you don't know, how many, how many times real quick, uh, have you guys come on the radio from up top and say, Hey, tide's coming in an hour, start moving Moving, people in now because you don't want to do it when it's too late. No, no. A full moon is also a thing, you know, I mean, I don't know if it, it affects people's attitudes, but the other thing too is, it's it's not just, it, all of this we're talking about, but it's also the people you have on your beach. Mm-hmm. Some weekends, gotta know your it, swimmers. It seems like we have like every worst swimmer comes down at the same day. <laughs> Other days, you got like it's like everybody is Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Or some weekends, I don't know how it works that way. I, you know, I think kind of like full moon days. You know, I still believe mm-hmm. in that. They've done studies and say it has nothing to do with anything. But you know, the so you got it when you talk about the conditions are a red flag or 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 or, or a yellow flag. You also got to, you can know, have a red flag crowd, your, your crowd some, on a yellow flag guy, right? Some days, you know, like if we, if we have, uh, if there's a, in your town or whatever, there's a, a festival and everybody's drinking and everything, they yeah. come on the beach. You might want to realize that those people might be, they might be red flagged. <laughs> yeah. And listen, this isn't, this isn't to call out or offend any no, but beach patron or, or, or people that come to our beach, but this is like, it's all beaches. These, yeah. These are the realities of the job and you have to be aware of uh, the circumstances surrounding like who's on your beach. Is it a festival? You know, is there some kind of drinking thing going on this weekend in my town? Is there a concert? Right. Um, Right. 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 Anything. So all this type of stuff. Right. So let's, let's just, is is the stand I'm sitting right in front of spices or uh, any other, the bars on the boardwalk. Right. right. And every, and a lot of beaches have that. I mean, there's, there's a, you know, of course, 4th of July weekend, people are partying, but my point is, is all getting back to bad water and predicting, uh, and, and thinking about, is somebody going to drown? There's days, so I'll finish this off. There's days with this topic. There's days where the water is no problem. Mm-hmm. And, even, and it might even look bad. Like, especially like a Northeast blow, the water's blowing in. 
And you, you know, it's almost, you're not going to get you. You might get hit by some waves, but it's pushing you in. There's, and, it, and the days that look dead calm could be worse. Uh, so in other words, there's days where the ocean is big, you know, bl blowing in, and that could be the safest day. You know, it's not that bad as opposed to where it could be flat and the runs are cooking and you get sucked out. And they, I mean, I've seen that. I've seen early morning where the water's flat, there's swell coming in, it's low tide, it's a no light northeast, and people jump in the water and they get sucked out. You know, like, and it's like 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning already. Yeah. So, see that. So, let's shift gears. I got, um, I want to talk about another thing. Can I, I, uh, can I real so, quick? Yeah, I want to, sure. I want to recommend right. a book uh, that is a really great piece of, call it supplemental material to everything we're talking about. Uh, it's called How to Read Water. Uh, I actually got it from uh, Adam, really? Adam Brzezanski, one of our uh, recurring co-hosts. Is it a surfing? Uh, no, it's, no, it's 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 got only a portion of it's about the ocean. Oh, but okay. it's, it's very, very, very interesting and in-depth and really goes into a lot of detail on this yeah. stuff. I, I did I did one of my courses in college. I did ocean ocean graphics. I mean, you could, spend, you could spend weeks on ocean waves currents i mean it's like i don't even remember it all but it gets complicated if you really want to go down that rabbit hole you know the, the water is an amazing thing is underground current i mean underground there's undercurrent it's currents coming from uh antarctic cold water going you know the uh, what do they call it the atlantic uh, circulation it's it's big it's just it's there's a lot going on so as soon as you're done with that we'll uh, is that the book yeah, I'm just going to share it. With okay. uh, so, yeah, it's called How to Read Water Clues and Patterns from Puddles to the Sea by Tristan Gooley. Well, that sounds like a great read. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It's, yeah, I like it's that. really cool. I might have to read that. I don't know. The, I mean, and it's it like you said, from Puddles to the Sea, they cover absolutely everything. everything. Yeah, good. Yeah, or great, he covers absolutely everything. That's good. That's good. I like that. That's good. I have to go for that. So, people on, on our uh, podcast, you guys could go to our YouTube channel, uh, Lifeguards off duty with Dr. Michael Catchmore, and you could look at this. You could pull it up. And, wow, uh, I didn't, I didn't even realize this. This guy. So, uh, in How to Read Water, Gooley shares hundreds of techniques and observations distilled from his far-flung adventures, such as sailing solo across the Atlantic, navigating with Omani tribes people, canoeing in Borneo, and walking in his own backyard. That's wow. pretty cool. Um, I would love walking in his own backyard. Well, how does that? Help? I wonder what's going on. What is, you know, looking at the puddles. Yeah. Okay. I, so I puddles. would, I would yeah. love to, to do a real distance row in a Van Dyne to raise money for something. Hmm. I think that would be so freaking cool. Yeah. Well, there's some guy just died. He just did that. He was rowing from, uh, Spain. He went from, I think, uh, Bay of Biscayne. I forget down to the Azores. Uh, old guy they found him dead in his uh he was like in his 70s he did a bunch we of should, other stuff we should do something from like uh like the like the tip of like the barnegat lighthouse yeah. all the way to the point the, pleasant inlet in the, one day that's in, doable right in, in one of my books here you know and is is um there was guys years ago there's the people have done that there was these guys gonna row from like New York to across the ocean or, you know, crazy stuff. They, I don't think they ever found them, but, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's, yeah, well, that's great. Let's just hang out with Amelia right. Earhart on that so, island. So I want to, I want to switch gears here because we got about another 10 minutes. Um, this is something that is starting to uh, become more discussed in our area. And, um, and it's, there's a lot of, this is, I, I title this here types of rescue equipment. And really, I want to say more is 
types of rescue procedures. So everybody has a different twist on this and some beaches do things differently. So I want, what I want to talk about is just briefly for about 10 minutes, just types of rescue equipment and procedure. So on a lot of beaches here in New Jersey, in, in our area, Monmouth and Ocean County, we'll, we'll send, we have this red can, we said this red can and it's plastic. We have it on the wall here and you swim that out. Mm -hmm. And then another lifeguard swims out the same can, the same type of can, but have a rope attached to it. And then you get to the victims. The and in most cases, those are yellow. Right, yellow. And then you, you hook up, you put them together, and you bring the people in. And that's been traditionally, uh, you can see, uh, cans and ropes. And that's been traditionally uh, very, uh, very good. We've done it for, I don't know, you know, probably 40, 50, 60. In our beach, probably, you know, long I don't know, 100 time. years. Yeah, a long time. So that's that. Well, we so, haven't been around for 100 years. No, whatever. You know, yeah. I think 12 years away from that. 12 years. The other thing you have is 1934, 1934. The, the other thing you have is these soft cans and they're kind of soft. They bend and you'll have a single lifeguard go out with fins. They'll swim out. They'll put this can, it's rubber. It, I mean, it's a foam. They'll wrap it around the person, around their arms, clip it in the back, and then they'll swim the person in. It's got a long yeah, leash. I, and well, wait, don't don't comment and don't don't say yes or no. A lot of beaches do that, so we don't want to criticize. They, no, I'm not criticizing. Well, you're I, gonna, you were like, ah, don't. I don't know how I feel because I've never performed like an actual rescue okay. with one of those. Well, but, but a lot but of be one thing I will say is that the straps on those are very long. Yeah, it's yeah, easy yeah, to get yeah. Caught yeah. up in when you're trying to like hop off the stand and grab it. So well, you, that, but, you just need to be aware of right, that. Right, right, right. But what happens is they're used in a lot of different beaches. I, I, I know in California, in South America. Uh, and the key is, you know, fins. And because and, you need the fins for the power to, to power that person in. Mm -hmm. You don't have two people sometimes, you know. So it's it's situational. But mm -hmm. that's, an, that's another way that people are, you know, use the equipment. The other thing that is very is used in different parts of the world are rescue boards. Now, the one channel that I watch quite often, I really enjoy, is Bondi Beach. Am I pronouncing it right? Is it bon Bondi? Bondi Beach. Bondi. They, right. Now, they have jet skis there, but a lot of their, on the, on the TV channel, on the YouTube channel, it's all rescue boards. And for people yeah. who don't know what a rescue board is, it looks like a surfboard. And what they do is they uh, run down, uh, row, um, paddle the board out, get the victim, and put it on. The, the thing with that is it's good for one victim. If you have multiple victims, you could hold them up, get some more boards out there and get them in. It's quick. They're cheap, not cheap. They're about a thousand bucks. You don't have to be the greatest swimmer in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got to be a great, great athlete with the board. And they're a great, I, I like them. I'm a big board guy. I, I, I'm not saying I would change. The, the surf can get too big to perform a rescue on one of those though. Yeah. But I could tell you what you could, Bond, what's I've you know, Bondi Beach, they got some big surf. Mm -hmm. You could be, you'd be surprised when you get good at it. You could go through a lot, you could go through some big, big surf. So, I don't know, you know, what the limit is. I think we should, you know, they could tell us, but that's another method and another equipment. The, yeah, if the, anyone from Bondi Beach wants to come on the show, feel free, right? Right, right, <laughs> and talk about the board rescue. And what, what's I'd like to know that'd be great because I would love to know number one, what the boards are. What's mm -hmm. I don't know, the 10 six, I don't know what they are. What what they what's is there any limit on on the size of the ocean because i don't think they let i don't think they, i think they let everybody in no matter what i don't know so they and, and uh do they defer at, at certain height to a jet ski yeah. 
Because yeah. that's the other thing I want to say. So the other thing would be um, uh, boats, and I didn't put the skis, but boats and jet skis. So Atlantic City, uh, you know, uses boats for rescues. Now, I don't know how many beaches use boats. Timmy Harmon, who's in here, he says that he doesn't know too many beaches that actually use the boats for, for rescues. It's more they train with them and use them competition. But, but, but there are some beaches that use boats. And situationally, from what I understand, that works at Atlantic, Atlantic City. Right. Don't they have very, very wide sandbars? Right, 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 right. So you can either, you know, launch a boat or you can hot like you can run and, and dive through right, deep right, water right. for 100 yards. Right. The and you can, and you can use a board. The, the reason or the board, the board right. or the boat will be faster. But if it's multiple victims, like you said, that's harder to pull off well, on a rescue well, board. Yeah, I'm going to give you some scenarios and then when you, I'm going to I'm going to have a thing planned. So as soon as I finish, I'm going to give you three or four scenarios. You tell me which would work better for this, okay. which equipment would you would use? If you had the, you know, you're on the beach, you have all of these things ready for you. I like this because you're testing me, but by testing me, you're testing yourself right. as a teacher. Yeah, yeah. so so <laughs> you got rescue boards. I just want to give you what you got as your, as your thing. You got a boat. Now, boats are Van Dyne boat. It's a, it's a rescue boat. It's 17 foot long. I don't know how wide it is. It's got, you know, you could have two, ro man, two person row, rower uh, and you could take the boat out. I want to do... Uh, a surf boat episode where we really dig into the history of all the surf yeah, boats. We should. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, great. I think that's a great thing. There's there's some there's some people who actually collect these boats and there's get, there's the Van Dynes, which is and then there's the, all the there's the Van older, Zance, there's, ones, there's there's Hankins, there's yeah. The Hankins, there's the all bit, kinds the, the big boys right. that the right. life saving service used to use. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Which those came from England. Um yeah. the first time that those were implemented in the United States was was at uh, the Massachusetts Humane Society. I have a book. I'll get it. It's called Lifeguards of New Jersey. And there's a picture of one of those boats. I don't know how many people are in there. Eight rowers, you know, yeah. or, or six. I think it's, and, I think it's six rowers and a tiller a, and a tiller. And this guy tilling, you could see he'd snap your neck in a minute. He's like an older guy, big, like barrel chest, you know, those guys. And, and, they, and, and, and they would go out in anything yeah. and everything. And they went I, out in, I actually just bought another book. It came in the mail yesterday. It's called Storm Warriors. Uh, and it's about the United States Life Saving Service, uh, first ever all black life saving crew. Mm. Uh, what year were they? What year? When were they? Uh, that's that's a great book. I'd like to it's hear a, it. It's the. Uh, the keeper's name was Richard Etheridge. What what state? Where were they the, at? It was in uh, North North Carolina, maybe South Carolina. Really? And, and what P. year? Island. What year? What year was that? That's I know, that's interesting. Uh, so the story is there was a shipwreck during a storm, uh, and the the original crew at the P Island Life Saving Station was all white, and everyone on the shipwreck died because the. Uh, these guys just weren't doing their jobs. Basically they were all like sleeping or, or drunk or whatever. So then they hired this guy, Richard Etheridge, who was known as like a brilliant surfman, brilliant right? Waterman. And was he, he black? Was he black guy? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, he served in the civil war, I believe. Uh, and he brought in his own crew. So he was, he was born in 1842. Etheridge. Wow. Um, well, Civil War was over in '65, so he was born in '42. So 42. yeah, he would have he would have fought. Forty, fifty, he, he was twenty. Yeah, he's twenties. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, in December 1866. No, so no, they, no, no, I'm sorry. In 1879, 
the keeper was a white man with his crew uh in november was the the storm and rescue that happened that that caused them to be basically fired and then etheridge to come in with his crew wow but this book uh talks about that through it's a it's like a it's honestly like a young adult fiction i didn't realize it but i'm i'm already was it like, true was based on a true story where they based, actually it's based in truth they were, they were. Uh, yeah, definitely. this story I'm telling you right now is all real. Yeah, yeah. Everything we, we got, listen, everything we'll have I'm a show right on it. Because here's the thing, you know, here's the thing. We're all, you know, talk about uh, but, critical. Uh, I want to, uh, we Black History Month's coming up, so we should definitely yeah, do yeah. a show on that. Be because, you know, here's the thing. You know, we talk about all this racial, you know, uh, what they call critical theory. We should be listening. We, we should be talking about history and real history. And not, not that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and here is where, in my opinion, that this is the good stuff, you know. They fought, you know, black people fought in the Civil War. They were in World War II. You know, they 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 did lifeguarding. You know, and we should we should celebrate that and we should talk about that. I think that's a great thing. I'd love to look at that. So let, let me finish with the the other stuff now. So because I'm going to give you the test. We're going to so we got the boats. So we got um you got the rescue uh, boards. You got boats and you have jet skis. Well, you know, we have skis, which is an unbelievable tool. And for people who don't know, that's the jet ski. They got, we have a, um, a, uh, a sled on the back. And the sled is like a giant boogie board. I don't know. What would you say? How big is the board? It's like uh, six feet by four feet. That, you know, five uh, feet. How big is it? It's maybe five feet. I'm trying to yeah, no, It wouldn't be that. I, it, no, it's not that long. It's, no, not, it's you know, not six feet. We I'd hang say, off. Let's say five feet. Yeah, because five our feet, our feet, feet yeah. hang off. Okay. So what happens is you take this uh, jet ski out with this uh, uh, floating uh, mattress on the back and you throw to put the victims victims mm -hmm. on that. So these are the scenarios. Okay. So I'll give you, I'll give you just some, you know, some, um, some scenarios. Let's just say, uh, you have all of these tools. Mm -hmm. Okay. So which tool am I using? For that's, that's what's up to you. You have every one of these is available to you. So you're sitting in a tower, right? The, the next lifeguard is a mile away. Okay. Okay. You're by yourself, and there's one person that got caught in a rip current and is getting sucked out. Which one of the you're all by yourself? There's a mile away. What's the surf look like? Oh, say it's big. Well, let's let's just say it's uh four foot, three to four. What kind of wind? Uh, well, in our area, say northeast, northeast. The run is cooking. The run times low tide. Yeah, say you're dead low right now. Dead, dead low. low right now. Dead low right now. What would you What would you do? Uh, what would you take uh, out? Also, to our listeners, um, feel free to uh, answer these questions in the comments. So, what would you? Which what piece of equipment Should I, would you show take? Me the, uh, so you got you you got the uh, can with ropes, I, I, soft uh, can with fins, rescue board, if, boat, or jet ski. You buy yourself. You know, because you said it's blowing northeast. Okay. Yeah. Because it's blowing northeast, I'm going to take the soft can and the fins. Okay, so tell me why. Because what's with, the wind with the fins? I can get them back in by myself. Yeah, I can drag them back in. Right. The rescue board would have been my second choice. Right. But based on the northeast chop, it's not going to be clean enough for me to to get them in uh, as easily as I'd like to. You know, well, that's I mean? skill. Well, yeah, but but if it's if it's a northeast just sloppy mess. It's going to be difficult to try to to try to catch a wave or time it right, uh, as opposed well, to if it's a little more clean. I'm not worried about getting him in. I'm worried about him drowning. Let's say he's going down for the count. You put the binos on him, and the water's like up to his over his nose. What's going to get you out faster, soft cannon fins or a rescue board? Rescue board. Yeah. 
So, you know, maybe a rescue board would be the best. But, but then you got to have a rescue board. Now, here's the thing. You got to run down. Say you have to run. I'll give you another scenario. Take that scenario. But now you have to run. You have to run a quarter mile down the beach before you could say jump in the water. He's that far away from you. I'm just I'm grabbing the regular can. Or, or well, the can with the fins, not the board. I would still go because you know you need the fins and the rubber can so you can bring them in. You still don't have anybody. Nobody's Let, coming. Let's just say nobody's gonna come. All right, yeah. Give you that soft can. Right. So the soft can with the fins, because the soft can again, you could tow them in. Mm -hmm. The board, I would say no, because you got to run a half mile. And anybody, and it's windy, and you ain't gonna run with a board that easy. Now, it's if like you have, it's like carrying a sail, trying to. Run but around. if you have a ATV, you know, yeah, with a with a board mount, mm -hmm. you could fly down there and go in. So, ergo, you know, if you want to do that, you should have that available because you know the chances Absolutely. of them drowning right in front of you in a tower like that. Yeah. Now, let's another scenario. You know, in, you you know, in a crowded beach, you have lifeguard towers every. Less than 100 yards. Okay. All right. And you got two lifeguards on these, maybe three lifeguards. And you have, uh, high, you know, mid-tide. Uh, it's choppy. It's, you know, it's three to four foot swells. And you got to make, and somebody gets in trouble in between the stands or in okay. front of your stands. What are you going to use? Jet ski, boat, soft can, soft fin, can with soft fins, a can and ropes. Run me through that one more time. Uh, it's high, it's, it's mid-tide, okay. high tide. You know, moderate wind, you know, not blowing hard, but you got, you got stands. You have people going to come and help you. Okay. They're a hundred yards apart, uh, maybe less. You got three man stands, tons of lifeguards, and they're, you know, maybe in a little bit of a run on the other side of the bar. And so what are you going to use in that case? Are you going to use cans and ropes? Or are you going to use a soft and can? How many victims? Say two. Two victims? Two. That's two. that we're just, we're just going to run standard procedure on that one. Which is what though? Which is, uh. The first lifeguard hops down with a loose can and swims to the victims. And depending on. Way out to the way out. Okay. So then rope. we honestly both would go at the same time. You'd right, 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 right. But, you, but cans Some, and ropes. Sometimes if it's, you don't know if you're going to need the rope or not, like you can hold back and then. Send nah, the nah, rope yeah. when it's this is, yeah. But, but, it, but it, in this, this, this situation, this situation though, we're, we're looking at cans and ropes. Yeah. Cans and ropes. Now let's another scenario. It's a huge ocean. Hurricane just went by. There's um, uh, six to eight foot swells. Uh, it doesn't matter. High tide, low tide. Let's just mm -hmm. say it's mid tide. You know, so you got some waves crashing on the bar. So you do have some, uh, it's not dead, dead high. Okay. So that makes a difference. And um, you notice there's a surfer out there who's waving. Another surfer, he's holding them up, got injured. And they're, they're out there. And you got, again, you got six to eight foot swells, hurricane surf. What are you going to use? Are you going to use uh, um, cans and ropes? Are you going to use soft can with fins? You're going to do rescue board, boat, or jet ski? I would send the jet ski. Okay, why? Yeah, I agree with you, but why? So it's just, you know, it's it's the fastest uh, in a situation with big surf like that. It's the safest way to get the swimmers in. I think that's the most important part because. Uh, when you when you're on the jet ski, you can time it so you stay between those sets as you, as you bring a swimmer in. Yeah, yeah. Where to where you can drop them off? You can drop them off in like waist deep water and then get back out before right, right, you get right. caught. Um, right. a, if if you have six to eight foot swells and you're trying to pull someone in on a line, 
you're you're asking you ain't gonna make it out i mean unless you're you know you got to be a good swimmer yeah, with fins. or you got to be a great swimmer to get the line out to begin with yeah yeah, yeah that's going to be tough but and, and, you you do not want to get in a situation where you're pulling a victim over the falls of an eight foot wave that's no. that's just not no. good i'll make another i'll make but I'll, I'll throw a little bit added i'll throw a little bit monkey wrench here it's dead high same scenario but dead high and the waves are crashing on the beach big shore break mm -hmm. big shore break almost impossible to launch a jet ski. And I've seen that. I saw that this summer. I mean, like, like you'd have, I mean, there's no timing. It's just, they're coming in, they're crashing, you know, and you got surfer yelling, screaming at what guys waving. What, what would you do in that situation? And it's no easy answer here, you know? Well, what, but I got to make a decision. You're, you're, the super, do, you're a supervisor. I, what now. I would do is the, like the, Look at the your, first yeah. lifeguard heading out there. If that's the case, um, I'm just going to, Think about it. Uh, I'd probably throw fins on and take a red out there just yes. to get there. Yes. Because, yes. It doesn't matter. Then, soft can or not. We right. can, you know, we can dick around on the beach and figure out how to right. launch a right. jet ski, but you got to get those fins on and, and go make sure that that, right. that person is uh, being helped. And, and honestly, in most rescue situations, that's, what's going to be done first before, unless it's, you know, like you, like the earlier scenarios you laid out, I'm by myself. I have a board on my stand. I know I can get in and back out. Most scenarios, you're going to be sending a loose can and then deciding from there, right, how, right, right, right. how do we get the victim in? How many victims are there? Do we need more red right. cans? Do we need right. the rope? Right. All that. Right. So what I, what I do is when I, again, planning in the morning, this is what I would have done as a supervisor. I'm going to know that the ocean's bad. I'm going to, I'm going to think about where to position a jet ski, where I could get it out, even, mm -hmm. even if it's a- You want to put that right in front of a hole. Right, right. Now, and, and we may try, it may not. This takes a lot of, problem with a jet ski takes a lot of resource. I mean, if you have the sled and everything, you could back it up and put it in the water, but it's still an ordeal to get it out sometimes in, in a big situation like that. Uh, sending out a, a, a can, you know, uh, which is great. Soft can, uh, definitely fins. Uh, the other thing is, uh, let's just say you have a victim out there and and you can see with the binoculars, that's this other surfer, he's holding them up or somebody who's almost uh, is unconscious, you know, you're, you're, I, I would, one thing you can do is a rope, you know, it's, it's difficult because you got to get, got to get them back in. Mm -hmm. The other thing would be a board and you got to have people who are very well trained with a board. Cause if you, if you get somebody out there, you put them on a board, even if they're unconscious, you could try to get them in, you know, yeah. it's difficult. This is a difficult. The other thing is, well, and the board can be very effective, but like you said, like it's, you gotta be careful with that thing. Like right, you gotta right, make right. sure you know what you're doing. If you're going to try to bring someone in on that. Right. It's very difficult. That's a difficult situation. The other thing is, you know, you could, you could uh, get the coast guard to come in, yeah. but by the time that, I mean, it could be all over. Mm -hmm. So th these are, th these are no easy answers. It has to be really done. I tell you what has happened, you know, is, is the rope and the loose can goes out. Uh, some beaches don't have a jet ski. And, uh, uh, even if they did, it may have been hard to, uh, uh, just came in at work sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. some say, say for some reason it's not working a boat in that situation. Uh, maybe, you know, I mean, it, that kind of surf, that's tough with a boat, you know, but it can't, it's done. People have gone out in that, you know, they've done it years and years and years. Yeah. Get, get, get through that. Uh, uh, the shore break is a very difficult, thank God it's not all, all the time, but you make a good point with a jet ski. And I've taken out jet skis where big ocean, but they're, you're crashing on the bar. You got that white water. You put that jet ski in the white water, go up and down, north and, and south, wait right. for your timing and go right out. And then you could bring the person right in. It, it's really unique. So like the, um, yeah, as much as we love boats, 
the jet ski does everything the boat will do and probably better way better it's like i think it's yeah. i think it's actually safer yeah and i i I, right. I would be hard pressed to find a scenario where i would prefer a boat over a jet ski yeah yeah the only the only i said the only problem is is that you know when you get that hot with that just banging it doesn't yeah. happen all the time and also you do get the situation sometimes where the the foam is uh the, the the white water mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is so frothy and foamy mm -hmm. that the ski's not not pulling or grabbing no, any no, water and no. you're just you're dead in the water no. and that's a situation where the boat would be more easily maneuverable yeah yeah i i but, I, I like a board you know i, I like a board because the surfers get out there i mean listen i've yeah. surfed in big ocean in my day and I've been out in all kinds of shit. You know, if you know how to do the board and, 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 and turtle it and get, you know, you could get, you could get through a lot of heavy duty shit, you know? So, so I think that in that case scenario, you know, I would, I would, I would send a couple loose cans out with fins. I would send a couple boards out. If I, my guys, girls who are really good with the board, I probably wouldn't do the boats too dangerous. And I would try to get the jet ski, uh, if I can, yeah. you know, and it's tough. And if I, and if we, cause if you get out there, enough people are out there with the boards or a loose can, you could probably put the person on either the surfboard or the surfer or your board, and you could mm -hmm. get them in real close and then time the, you know, that break. The more, a lot of lifeguards, you can almost carry the guy in, you know? Yeah. So, so it's a tough one, but, but so, you know, every, everything is, is, is different. I, 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 I like the boards. I think it's a great idea. I like to, I think the beaches that have the boards on a, on a sling uh, next to the ATV, I mean, uh, on an ATV and you, um, you drive down, especially maybe on the off season, because, you know, that's the perfect scenario for a board. And you could, I could have five people hanging on a board. Let's just yeah. say, you know, you're driving down and say it's one of these off season uh, days on a, on a beach. And uh, you know, there's three, four people in a run. You're by yourself. You know, you're going to get helped, but, Man, you take that board out. You're out there quick. I could beat. There, there's not too many swimmers who are going to beat a board out. Yeah, no, I'm not. And, and and you know, yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 if it's wobbly, you know, if it's big ocean, but that's technique. You get that board out. Everybody's holding on to it. You know, you could talk to them, calm them down. I think it's a great thing. Again, the, the, the most important thing on the rescue is getting there and calming the victim down. Because once you have the victim on the can right. or the board, uh. Odds of the victim surviving increase exponentially. Yeah, you know? yeah. The re the real problem is when you get out there and somebody who is unconscious, which unfortunately, you know, thank God for us, we have we haven't had that too much. That's usually when there's no lifeguards around. Somebody's been out there a long time, or you know, we we have people who have had seizures, but we're 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 really good. We get right on it. I mean, we we're lucky. We 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 watch the water real hard. We have multiple eyes on the water. So if anybody does have some kind of seizure, and they go down quickly. You know, we usually see it. And the, and the other thing too is in that scenario, there's a bunch of people left and right and all around them. They'll, 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 their friends are there and they might help them out. But so anyway, we learned, so what did we learn today? Different, different uh, types of rescue equipment. Every beach, I think every beach should have every, you know, as much as they can. It's another tool in your box, you know, a boat, like, you know, say, when would you use your boat? Like for a rescue, I mean, say, let's just say that there's a day where there's a lot of, um, bull nosed off uh, bull nose rays you know stingrays mm -hmm. and they're out there and and when they when they eat feeding their their fins come up like this and they look like sharks and everybody's getting scared they don't want to go into water we launch a boat we go out there you know we we just, uh, row around people get all mellow you know they're like oh mm -hmm. they don't feel as bad i like patrolling with the boat uh we don't do it we don't do it as much anymore but 
it's it's a really great day on a west wind day people are blowing out if they got their rafts and stuff you go out there with the boat and you tell them yeah. go back in it's great workout you go back and forth yeah it's a nice break from the routine for us too right and yeah. i and i yeah and it's great exercise the boat also we start in in may and june the water could be in the 50s well you know you want to work out you could swim in the bay but you take a paddleboard out you take a rowboat out and you get great good training it's cross training Yep. So it's all good. So anyway, um, yeah, we got to wrap. Yeah, let's up. go. Gotta so we got to wrap it up. You got to get going. So listen, um, Tyler, thank you very much. Not a problem. It's been a, a great show. Listen, so the, February 8th, hopefully John Moore will be here. Want to give everybody a, a heads up on that. Uh, how about you guys get a hold of us on if anybody wants to give us a, a call, uh, I mean, contact us, come on the show or comment. It's drkatchmar at iCloud.com. Dr. Katchmar, iCloud.com. And um, also... Check out the Instagram. Instagram. Uh, at LG.Association. Right. And the you other can head to Jersey Shore Foot and Leg Center for .com. more information on the Dr. Katchmar network of podcasts. Yeah, we're going to... Hopefully, uh, we're going to start We're going to start our product line soon. I can't wait. And uh, uh, what else? Anything else? One thing. Oh. We're on uh, Rumble. We're subscribe. on Rumble. We're on Rumble. Subscribe. Turn on notifications. Leave us what? a comment. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you guys think. We're, watch us on... We're on Twitch, Twitter, and Rumble now. And Rumble. We're yeah. live on Rumble right now. Right now. With so, our four subscribers on that platform, yeah, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. We got one more subscriber. We got 80 on YouTube. Wow. So There you go. Listen. Oh, that's another thing. Please, 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 please go to our channel and subscribe. I just, and, yeah. I just and hit, the, I know, I'm just saying it again, hit the, I'm giving my plea. It, it's going to help us to continue on to deliver and give you this, you know, this, this quality show, this education. And, you know, that'll help us the yeah. more we get. And, and that's great. Yeah. And if uh, there's a, a topic you guys want to know more about or want us to look into you, into uh, for you, just shoot us an email, leave a comment on a video, uh, and we'll be happy to to check it out and do our best to answer yeah. whatever questions yeah. you have. Yeah. So, all right, well, listen, let's say goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next week, uh, next Tuesday. We'll be here. Yeah. Oh, Sean wasn't here. Well, Sean, Tuesday. Hopefully Sean will be here. Yeah, Sean's uh, Sean's off at university studying, studying right, journalism. Right, right. Well, so and, he can increase the quality of this podcast. Right, if anybody wants to see me uh, Friday, we'll do, we're going to do our, our scrubbing up with Dr. Michael Kachmar. And uh, I think Sean might be on that show. I have to. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm a, cl a class project for him. He's supposed to interview me or something about. Oh Cologne. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's going to be on. I'll I tell think. you what. This is this this show is the uh, perfect senior project for a journalism major. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. So so anyway, listen. Thank you very much. And Tyler, why don't you take us out? Huh? Uh, yes. Take us out. And, stay out. And and stay alive. I love that. Stay out and stay.